Hey, survivors. You are listening to the Survival Brothers Podcast. We're two brothers trying to help each other prepare for an uncertain future. Thanks for joining us. Welcome back to the Survival Brothers Podcast. My name is Ethan, and with me is my brother Blair. How you doing, Blair? I'm doing good, bro. Just uh, It's all baby all the time here at the in my household. Yeah, you still uh, taking time off? How much longer do you have before you have to go back to work? I'm going back to work this week. Nice. Oh, later, later this week. So, Are you kind of excited or kind of sad that it's almost over? Or what's I, your wish, I almost wish I could have gone back like part-time, you know, to kind of ease my way into it. But I, I am excited about going back. going back, yeah. Any uh, riots or protests still going on? Yeah. Um, there was a pretty high-profile case where the uh, the district attorney ruled that a police shooting was justified and people got kind of mad and tried to break some windows at the district attorney's office and throw paint everywhere. So I'm kind of glad I missed that. Yeah, that's too bad. Oh, and real quick, if you uh, noticed, we've got a snazzy new intro. The uh, drumming in that intro is our father, our uh, daddy-o. So uh, thanks to him for the intro music. Yeah, I like it a lot better than just the kind of generic thing we, you know, had before. Yeah, so we uh, uh, hope you like that. And then also just uh, as a reintroduction to us, if you're new to the podcast, uh, my name's Ethan, my brother Blair, who uh, Blair obviously is uh, on the podcast, but he's uh, definitely more of a prepper. He's also a law enforcement officer, uh, a military veteran, um, just kind of teaching me more about prepping and it's kind of our journey and as I try to get better. So yeah, you're, you're getting a lot of, of knowledge, Ethan, I can tell and experience. Um, I think you're, you're coming along. Yeah. I feel a lot better than I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's my whole goal kind of for this is to, to help you get prepared as well. Yeah. So if we can teach you guys uh, as we go along, that's uh, what we hope to do. And yeah, as, Compared to when we started, I feel a lot better about uh, what could happen if you know emergencies happen and and how to survive because that's the whole goal. Right on. So, have you? Um, there's kind of a a lot of uh, government orders and mandates for masks and stuff lately. Have you been wearing a mask everywhere? I have not. It might be controversial, but I I'm not anti-mask, but I'm I have not had to wear a mask yet. Uh, I work mostly outside and I'm only inside probably 10, 15 minutes talking to people. And I, I haven't been told I had to wear a mask anywhere yet. So, uh, if that happens, I will, I'll comply and I'll wear a mask. And again, I'm not against masks. I just don't, uh, care about other people. So, okay. (laughs) No. What are your thoughts? Well, it's, it's hard because the, you know, people have come out and said that, you know, if you're asymptomatic, it's very rare to spread it. And I haven't uh, had any symptoms and, and the amount of interaction I have with other people just has made it. So I haven't uh, felt the need, I guess. Okay. I had not heard that uh, asymptomatic people couldn't spread it. I heard early on, I heard the opposite, but that, I guess that could have changed. So yeah, early on they, it can, and it 
well, the WHO came out and said, so the World Health Organization said it was very rare for asymptomatic spread. Uh, and then they kind of backtracked, uh, but it, they were kind of, seemed like they were kind of pressured to backtrack. So I'm not sure exactly what to believe. But again, my interaction with other people is pretty low and I, I'm not really face-to-face with anybody. I'm typically pretty far apart. So I guess I, I just haven't felt the need. But uh, actually, I even at the, you know, most places I've had to go to, you know, grocery store, I can socially distance pretty well. And if I were feeling sick, I would definitely wear a mask or just not go anywhere. And you're not the kind of guy to like go out to the bars or yeah, I don't all the time anyway. Yeah, I don't spend. I'm either working, maybe doing some grocery shopping, grocery shopping, uh, or spending over two hours at the B, at the uh, BMV for no good reason. So, oh, really, what happened there? <laughs> well, this is a kind of a maybe a prepper uh, fail. We I seem to have a lot of those, but uh, I've lived in Indiana for too long to not have an Indiana driver's license. And I wanted to buy a new gun. So I went to, uh, so in Indiana, it's called the B, like B as in boy, BMV. I know most, you know, where I grew up, it was always the D, DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, but uh, it's the BMV here. But anyway, uh, I went there to try to get my license renewed, stood in line for like two hours, finally got there. And my um, proof of address was more than 60 days out of date. So which... Probably my bad. I should have double checked what the, exactly. I just looked at what they needed, and I brought my power bill and my uh, lease agreement, and I thought that would do, but it was not good enough. So I got to go back. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it was pretty frustrating at the time, but uh, you know, it's, I'll find another time, and hopefully, I can get a new gun. Yeah, yeah, get on that, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, but do you wear a mask or do you go to the grocery store much? What are your thoughts on masks? Um, most of the places here have a mask. Like the businesses will tell you they don't want you to come in if you don't have a mask on. Okay. And I, I support that, actually. I'm pro-mask. I know there's it's kind of a controversy and a lot of people will say that uh, it doesn't help. And then I've seen just a lot of angry debate on it. Um one of the people I follow on Twitter posted this uh, study. I forget from where, but like a, a real scientific study that said that wearing a mask doesn't protect you. And um, I read further into the the article, and yeah, on the first page it said masks don't really really protect you, but then like twice later on in the article it emphasized that a mask can protect other people from you if you if you're sick. So to me, it, it makes common sense just to wear one. I don't. I'm a libertarian, of course. I don't. I don't think the government should be able to to force you to wear one. But um, just socially, I think we should encourage each other to wear to wear them. And it's not it's not a real hardship, I don't think, unless you're wearing like a like an N95 mask, which I don't think most people are. They're just wearing like cloth masks. Yeah. It's not a real hardship, I don't think. And I just, I don't see the big deal in, I guess it's a, it's a relatively small sacrifice to make. And even if it maybe doesn't help a hundred percent, I think it, it's worth doing. Yeah. That's small chance. It might as well. Again, I'm not anti-mask. I just, I guess I haven't felt like, uh, 
it was that important. But yeah, it's there's a lot of raging debate, and it uh, probably wouldn't hurt to put one on. Yeah, well, um, before we get into it, um, if you're listening out here and you support what we do here, go check our go check out our Patreon. Sorry, it's uh, patreon.com forward slash Survival Brothers Podcast. And tonight I'm uploading a new article on there. Um, so we've got a couple things uploaded on there already. And um, if you support us, it's three dollars a month. It's about seventy five cents an episode. And it really helps us out and you're going to get extras on there. You're going to get resources that you can go back to and, and read. You're going to get stuff like checklists, articles from me, um, stuff that's going to really help you out. Cause I know a lot of people listen to podcasts in the car, whatnot, and you know, some of the stuff you get it and you absorb it, but you can't really recall it for later. So it's good to have some, some written down resources as well. So Go check that out. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Yeah, we'd love to create uh, like a little community as well. Um, just as people who we know we can, you know, maybe we could count on in certain situations or you could count on us in certain situations. So uh, if you have three bucks a month to spare, we'd love to have you join us. Yeah, thank you. So we'd like to give like a little bit of a coronavirus just update in general. Uh, it looks like the the cases are kind of spiking. From what I can tell, the deaths aren't following suit quite yet. Um, but we are hoping, and hopefully they don't. But I think it might be a time where a lot of people let their guard down. And uh, probably doesn't hurt to still just be safe and try not to contract it. Yeah, I know the news is, has been really um, reporting pretty heavily on the southern states having a lot, like a major spike in cases. Um, and I think it's something to be concerned about, but there's also some, I think, discrepancies in the reporting. In Florida, there was, they'd reported like a whole week's worth of cases in one day. Um, and then some of the, uh, I know, the, the people who are gathering information were, we're uh, over-reporting. Um, it is it is concerning, um, but it's also, I think there's also competing um, concerns that we have. You know about the economy. This this coronavirus could could damage the economy so much that it creates hardships of its own. Um, so I think we have to kind of balance those two concerns. Yeah, for sure. And did you hear about the the motorcycle crash? Uh, a guy was killed in a motorcycle crash, but he had coronavirus and he counted as one of the deaths and they were almost trying to, someone was almost trying to justify it. Like, well, it could have caused the crash. So like just kind of ridiculous a little bit. So you have to take everything kind of with a grain of salt, but um, yeah, it's just keep your eye on it and you never know what could continue to happen. It could mutate or uh, hopefully not, but yeah, for sure. I think that kind of brings up another topic that I wanted to talk about today, and that's kind of developing um, trusted sources or or just intelligence in order to keep yourself abreast of situations like this. Um, 
I know a lot of times in my life I have just kind of like passively taken in news as I hear it, like, you know, on the radio or on the TV. But if you want to be prepared for, you know, unforeseen events, you really have to go out and, and search for the information um, in a systematic manner. I mean, like every day you need to, to kind of look at uh, trusted sources. Yeah. Is there a way that you uh, recommend finding good sources and finding new good information? Well, there's so there's things that I look at almost every day just as a habit. Um, kind of like my own little, you know, intelligence briefing, I guess. Um, first thing I look at, I like to look at the, uh, the financials, like the, the price of gold, price of the stock market, price of bon- uh, bonds and currencies. Um, even if you don't have any money invested in the stock market or you don't have any gold, it's, those are indicators that can give you kind of a heads up, you know, like if you, if you look at the gold price and you see it spiked by like five or 10% in one day, that's, that should be a heads up to you that something's wrong, right? Because gold is a safe haven asset that people buy um, when they are concerned about, you know, world events, stability in different nations and, and stuff like that. So almost every day I, I check on the gold price and uh, as well as the stock market and stuff like that. Although the stock market, it can swing pretty wildly and, and doesn't necessarily mean anything unless it's, it's like a sustained drop, but it's, it's it's a good thing to keep an eye on. Yeah. That's a good way to start. And then, so last night it kind of drove home the point for me that you need to be looking outside um, the mainstream media or, or looking to other sources besides just passively, you know, watching the news um uh on twitter there's a guy i follow named kyle bass and uh i discovered him you know years ago because he predicted the last financial crisis and so he's he's got a lot of i mean not super often but he'll he'll talk about stuff that's interesting and last night he mentioned there's a there's been a lot of flooding in china and there's a huge dam that they built that's supposed to supposed to stop like a thousand year flood. So like, no, I think they said a 10,000 year flood. So it was built to stop like the worst flood that would happen in 10,000 years. Wow. And it's, it's not stopping the flooding this year. It's um, this morning they had to open up the dam and release a bunch of water. And there's scientists and people that are concerned that the dam could possibly um, collapse they're saying that it wasn't built correctly. They're talking about how um, it's not anchored in the bedrock or something like that. I don't, I don't know all the, you know, the engineering details, but that's something that would be a world-changing event if it did collapse. And I'm not saying it will, but it's something to you should something that'll give you a heads up. You know what I'm saying? That's that's good to know. It made me think. Okay, I need to make sure. You know, I've got my preps. This could be, you know, a world-changing event. And um, so, what? Oh, sorry. 
what would cause that to be world changing um, specifically? And it sounds like there's a lot of people basically down river of the dam. Well, in so many ways, we'll just start with the fact that it's, you know, a power plant. So a lot of people lose power. Um, there are major cities downstream like Shanghai, Wuhan, major factories. I've heard that um, a lot of the pharmaceutical companies are all located in that area and might be destroyed. And then there's just the fact that the dam took like 20 years to build. It's like one of the largest dams in the world. And it's it's kind of a symbol of China's progress and their prestige in the world. Um, it's just, I don't think we'd, we even know what all the, the consequences of it would be, but it's, it's a big deal. Yeah. It's called the three gorge dam, correct? Three gorges dam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, I saw some pictures um, that show like shortly after it was built and then there's some pictures, some satellite pictures now that look like it's pretty bent or pretty like it's buckling almost. It's kind of a scary situation for anybody downriver. Um, I actually I watched another, there's a YouTube video out there because I, I was doing a little bit of research on this. And uh, it was kind of talking about the possibility of if it just broke, it might cause landslides that would actually create a like a landslide dam, which would actually protect some people downstream, but it would actually, it could harm a lot of people upstream because it would be a, like a permanent uh, blockage of the river. And so it could flood upstream as well. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have come to, you know, kind of depend on the dam. So that's a good point. How did you find that information? Cause I, I mean, I, I kind of told you about the situation this morning, but did you have to kind of hunt for it or? Yeah, I was, uh, it was not, yeah, mainstream. I think there's the only article on it uh, from any mainstream that I saw was, yeah, Fox News. And that was a few days ago. Uh, and it sounded like something today happened where they had to release a lot more water um, than they normally would. But yeah, there's, I uh, did some digging and then I saw some comments. Actually, some of the comments on the post that you shared uh, had some of that information just of people who had had some information and I kind of watched some of the things that were shared. So, you know, no, no one knows exactly what would happen if it broke, but uh, there's, sounds like there was multiple possibilities. Yeah. And so what the situation just kind of points out is it's not on any of the, the major news sites, like front page, it's not front and center. I went to, you know, Fox news, ABC news, the AP, Reuters. Um, and the front page is all about politics. It's all about COVID, um, about you know, different things happening in the United States. You're not going to find this type of information unless you look for it. Um, so I would cultivate maybe people on Twitter that you follow that um, cover world news. Um, be careful. There's a lot of, there's a lot of crap out there as well. Um, the, the main sources of media that you're going to find are mainstream media, uh, social media, and alternative media. So let's start with the last one. Alternative media, there's a lot of just garbage, conspiracy theories, stuff like that. So you have to, you have to be very um, picky 
about what you believe there and, and make sure stuff is well sourced. But those sources do oftentimes talk about stuff that no one else was talking about, like the, the Wuhan virus. They were talking about it on alternative media back in January when no one else was really talking about it. In who fact, else was talking about it in January? What's that? I said, who else was talking about it, it in January? Oh, a little podcast called uh, Survival Brothers Podcast. Yeah, we actually weren't taking it that seriously at the time, but uh, we did bring it up. Yeah, and I, I mean, even like, so one alternative site called Zero Hedge, I, I can't vouch for everything they put out on that site, but they were they were kicked off Twitter for sharing something about uh, the virus. And then later on, it was discovered they were right. Um, so it's something just to be picky about. Um, but look at alternative media. I think it, it can sometimes give you a heads up. Just be aware there is a lot of conspiracy theory stuff on there as well. Yeah, so, a lot of fear, fear-mongering type things, and that's kind of what gets clicked. So you have to realize that the media is in business to get you to look at what they're looking at. So if, if there's a way to spin it to make it more uh, appealing to share, you know, more shareable type, thing, type things, they're going to spin it that way. So you always have to be careful, but you know, you can't, you should at least consider what's, what most people are, are at least talking about. Absolutely. Um, second thing is social media. Um, social media, same thing. You have to kind of look for those sources or those people that you trust. Um, people that have a record of, of sharing things that actually, um, that actually are true, I guess, or that, that aren't garbage. Um, but it's not something you could just passively, you know, look through your timeline and, and wait for your friends to share something. You have to kind of seek out these sources. Um, yeah. A lot of, a lot of times people on the ground, uh, start to share things on social media before it really hits mainstream media. Uh, you know, I think the George Floyd murder was circulated on Twitter well before it really, and that's kind of what made it blow up. Um, but there's all kinds of things that you can see uh, coming, or you can kind of see the starts of things on Twitter. There's a lot of good riot, uh, you know, people on the ground sharing protesting news. So if you were in, you know, if you're in Portland, for example, I'm sure there's some some Portland people that are sharing information every night, uh, live videos that you can see that information as it happens or very close to as it happens instead of waiting to the next morning or, or whenever. So, uh, cause I know there's still a lot of rioting, a lot of protests, uh, in certain areas of the country. Yeah. Yeah. It's still get it's still pretty bad. Oh, the third, the third, um, media that I want to talk about is the mainstream media. Um, and really there's a lot of good stuff in the mainstream media too, but you have to dig for it. Um, you have to go to like, instead of just the front page, you got to go to like the world news or the, the other kind of like pages that uh, to get more into specifics. Um, you're, you wouldn't have found out about the Three Gorges Dam and the flooding in China just by looking at the front page of, of any of these news sites. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I would try and make a habit. You know, in the morning, you go through your morning routine, you have your coffee or your 
you know, you do your workout, find, you know, a couple of news sources that you're going to go dig into and, um, and actually look for, for something that's going to give you a heads up, you know, look at the, like the gold price, like I said, um, look into, you know, world news and just, I think you're going to stay ahead of the game, ahead of the curve if you actually look for this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, some social media like Twitter are, are pretty terrible places to be for a lot of things, but, uh, there's a lot of, yeah, more real time information that can be there. And that's, that's one of the reasons I, uh, one of the reasons I like Twitter at times is being able to see kind of trending news and, and yeah, just be more real time with, with stuff. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's hard to even imagine going back (laughs) to, you know, 10 years ago when you couldn't just hear everything like, you know, minute by minute, like as it's happening. Yeah. Wait till the six o'clock, six o'clock news comes on. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, The other thing. Oh, go ahead. I'd say one thing just to be wary of on social media is we naturally, when we see stuff on video, it makes it more present for us in our mind somehow. So we tend to, to maybe overreact to certain things. So, um, you know, you see a video of, of someone getting murdered or you see a video of, of this or that, and you might think, Oh, this is more common um, than it really is just because it's been brought to you and you're experience, experiencing it almost. It doesn't mean that it's, it's super likely that that's going to happen to you. So just be cognizant of that. I mean, the way I, I can see it, especially in like the police um, brutality thing. Um, police brutality absolutely does happen, but I think the media and like the videos we see of it make it seem like it's more common than it probably is. Yeah, for sure. So I would just be aware of that. Yeah, information is so processed uh, with social media as well that yeah, it, it can be almost misleading in a way, or it can be um, yeah, it can it can affect the way you understand it almost. Yeah, it's presented through a, a certain lens or a certain slant, for sure. Yeah, it's still, you know, again, you know, thinking back to when the coronavirus was just starting and we were seeing empty shelves in Italy, uh, empty grocery shelves, you know, that was a, a reminder or a uh, warning almost. And that's basically what happened here, at least for a short period of time. Um, and that's another thing, you know, we talked about with coronavirus, but with food storage, you know, we have to make sure we're not uh, basically taking full shelves for granted again and not to let our guards down. Um, just make sure your, your food store just topped off because you just never know what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've noticed at the store, you know, most things are in stock now, but there are certain items that are still um, kind of low on, they're low on, like, I wanted to buy a jar of peanut butter the other day and all they had was crunchy, which isn't like, you know, a huge tragedy or anything, but um, it just goes to show that these, you know, food items could be out of stock really fast if there was some kind of panic. So this is a good time to, to fill up your stores, um, top off your preps. Um, Cause you never know. 
it could uh, go bad again really quick. Yeah. Anything that's, uh, or that's kind of disposable type things or, um, you know, things like I always bring up contact solution because, you know, that's a huge deal not being able to see, but things like that, that you might not originally think of. Um, yeah, definitely your medication. If you can top those off, stuff like that just is, you got to think about as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. Costco was completely out of paper towels and toilet paper last week when I went. So oh, still. There, yeah. There's still shortages in certain areas. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. We're, I think we're pretty much back to normal here, but yeah, we're definitely not as prepper minded in Indiana than Utah seems to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, we, you know, I was able to buy a big Costco thing of toilet paper before uh, it all happened just because I saw again in on Twitter, I saw other places in the world having that issue for whatever reason. So uh, it's definitely good to know, good to think about. Yeah. And if you make this, you know, a part of your routine, um, it can also kind of prevent you from getting sucked in to, you know, just scrolling Twitter all day. If you say, if you give yourself a, a time frame, like I'm going to look at this for, you know, 10 minutes in the morning. Um, and then you can give yourself a chance to do that. And then you can be more productive throughout the day. Yeah, exactly. Cause you can definitely waste a lot of time there too. And, you know, mental health is just as important as, physical health at times. So I would agree with that. Yeah. Make sure you're being productive. Do you want to share that quote you sent to me this week? Um, I don't know which quote you're talking about. I'm sorry. It's all right. I'll have to go back and find it. I thought it was a really good quote. Um, oh yeah. About the, yeah, not exactly a Liberty quote, but um, I know what you're talking yeah, about. I, now. I've got it up. If you want me to, to read at least part of it, I thought it was, um, interesting perspective at the very least. I think so. An attitude that would really be advantageous to you to have this attitude and good for your mental health. Yeah. So this says, um, I'm not sure who it was shared by growing up guns. It looks like he re reshared it from someone else on, on Instagram. So the, I'll, I'll find the, the Instagram account if you want. Okay. If you want to find that while I read it, okay. that'd be great. Uh, let's see. So it says, uh, hedonic adaptation studies have illustrated time and again that whether someone wins the lottery or becomes a paralyzed quadriplegic, within three months, their dopamine and serotonin levels reset to their new normal. The takeaway, happiness isn't conting contingent on circumstance. Not a, It's not affected by your zip code, the horsepower of your car, whatever the infomercial is hawking, or the new screen with an extra half pixel on it. Rather, demonstrable incremental progress towards a goal is the sole infallible, infallible foundation of satisfaction. It's the platitude that the journey matters more than the destination, but it's also a neurological fact. In a world where the hunt's been replaced by strolling through the rainbow aisles of the, gro of the grocery, the structures of our brains that reward us for struggling to survive are short-circuited. No struggle, no reward. Instant gratification, instant depression. And I thought that was just uh, very insightful. You know, if you're not working towards something, you can really harm your mental health in a lot of ways. And I've seen that in my life. I've seen that in some other people's lives uh, when I'm not actively 
bettering myself or working towards something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, that says it all. You, you're going to get, you know, not just bored, but uh, dissatisfied with what you have. If you're looking just to gain possessions or, you know, um, gain pleasures, if you're actually working towards something and challenging yourself, uh, you're going to feel a lot better. Yeah. You know, an easy one is, you know, get, get to the gym. Uh, oh, that's another thing. I actually, I go to the gym without a mask, but I don't see anybody there with a mask. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, go to the gym, you know, try, start trying to either, if you want to lose some weight or gain some muscle, do that, you know, get a hobby that you like to do, uh, you know, mountain biking or working on cars or, you know, whatever it is it, that can really help your, your mental health and that helps your physical health. And, you know, you want to be prepared for, for everything, even a boring, uh, life with no tragedies, no emergencies. Yeah. That, and that quote was from an Instagram account. I don't know who runs it, but it's called the howling void and, uh, kind of a philosopher type, um, Instagram account. Well, do you want to talk about the China flooding a little bit more or? Um, I wouldn't know a whole lot more to say besides speculation. Um, but it, I know there's just like millions and millions of people that, that live downstream that could be affected. Yeah. I'll just give some interesting flooding facts or some flooding advice almost. So, uh, that's, so floods cause an average $5 billion in losses and a hundred fatalities yearly. Uh, and about 3,800 towns are on floodplains. So, and that's just in the United States. Uh, so just a quick tip. If you're in a flood, if you have the second floor, uh, try to move all your, you know, if there's flood warning or flash flood warnings, move your valuables or things that can't, shouldn't get wet to the top floor. And if you're just on a single floor, just put them, try to put as much as you can on top of dressers or on top of entertainment centers, things like that, things that are valuable that you don't want to get wet. And if you are uh, in that kind of area, especially create a plan, an escape plan, if you think flood could be coming and make sure you don't drive through running water, especially and that's over half the deaths per year are vehicle related. So uh, make sure you're not driving through running water because it can sweep you away pretty easily. Sounds like uh, planning is is kind of the main theme there. Yeah, you know, there's still a lot of people who live kind of in a flood flood path. If a if a dam breaks, there's still a lot of dams across the country, and then there's just areas that are uh, can flood pretty easily. I know you've got a lot more water out there in Indiana than I have here in Utah. Are you near any flood plains or anything like that? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, yeah, we definitely get what, you know, what, what would be considered a flash flood and probably in Utah or Idaho where it's fairly dry, uh, just the amount of water that dumps down. But I think where I am, it's all pretty, uh, they've got it all set to the drainage all set. So I don't think it's really something we have to worry about too much, but still something to keep our eye on. Yeah. I've been in a couple of flash floods, um, even in desert areas like one once in Reno and then once in Las Vegas, um, which was pretty scary. Oh yeah. I, I remember in 1997. Yeah. When we lived in Reno, um, 
I don't have a whole lot of memories, but I know there was there's a pretty good flood there at the time. Yeah, I don't think anyone was expecting that. Well, um, let's tell people where they can find us on social media. Um, I changed the name of our Instagram page to uh, Survival Brothers Podcast, so it's no longer Serve Bros Pod. Yep, but we're still Serve Bros Pod on Twitter, but you can still search Survival Brothers Podcast uh, on Twitter as well to find us. And uh, you have a prepper product of the week. Oh, and you can also email us at survivalbrotherspodcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or want to uh, have a question asked or answered on the show. Or if you have any topic ideas that you want us to cover, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we'd be happy to answer any questions. Um, So the prepper product of the week is something I shared on Instagram. Um, It's called the Tiny Survival Guide. And it's put out by a company called Ultimate Survival Tips. And at first look, you might think it's kind of a gimmicky. Um, It's really small. Um, You may not think it's got a whole lot of information in it. But it's really condensed. And it really just kind of cuts out a lot of the the fat, I guess. And just gives you really solid survival tips. But the the coolest thing about it to me is it's so small you could carry it with you all the time. I mean, you could make it a part of your EDC. I probably wouldn't carry it around with me in my pants, but if, you know, if I had my sling bag or if I'm going anywhere with a backpack, I'm, I'm definitely going to bring it with me. Um, it's in a little waterproof uh, case or bag and it's got all kinds of stuff um, just to help you survive. And here's the, the cool thing. You don't realize until you're in a, a stressful situation, a survival situation. Your mind kind of sometimes goes into panic mode in those types of situations. You may know how to do something. You may have started a bunch of fires, you know. Um, but there's certain steps you have to go through when you when you build a fire, right? And if you're in this kind of panicky or stressed out mode, you're not going to remember everything. So having this little guide just to look at, um, sit down, you know, take stock of the situation, pull out this guide, give yourself a little reminder. And I think it's going to put you in a much better position to survive if you ever you know, find yourself in that kind of situation. So cool. I think it's worth having. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Check out our Instagram and uh, take a look at it. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a neat little easy to use guide. Yeah. Um. I've got a Liberty quote for us before we leave. All right. Um, I don't, I don't know if I can even pronounce this guy's name. He's a French dude. Uh, Didier Halepe, H-A-L-L-E-P-E-E. I don't know who he was, but his (laughs) quote is gold. Um, Statistics are like people. If you torture them long enough, they will tell you exactly what you want to hear. Uh, keep that in mind when anyone brings up a statistic. They say, you know, this percent of this people do this. There's almost always a way to interpret that, you know, the way they want you to interpret it. Um, and just be mindful of that. Oh, yeah. Did you hear about that statistician that drowned in the lake? No. Yeah, the average depth was six inches. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, that's a good one. Oh, it was a little funny. I saw that somewhere else. So I didn't make it up. So, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and, uh, we will see you back next week. Yeah. Take nothing for granted people.